From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. How you doing? Very, very good. Uh, we've got a... this. Is, th- today's segment could easily be a part of the Cinebuds podcast. Sure. But since the musical angle is so deep, uh, we're going to talk about a movie today on Tapped In. Yeah, we always talk about, you know, Milwaukee artists that you should check out on stage. This Friday, you could see two Milwaukee artists on the big screen. Uh, the movie White Boy Rick starring Matthew McConaughey is going to be in theaters everywhere around the country. And uh, Ishtar and Budadar brothers are in the film. How come we stay, Dad? Man, Detroit. Son, lion don't leave the Serengeti. I besides, it's going to be our year. I can feel it. This is something I've known, I've seen kind of bubbling up. But now that it's in our face, the reality, the impact, the poster of, with Matthew McConaughey and Ishtar in the bottom yeah. corner, like that, it's all kind of sinking in for me now. Yeah, it's pretty uh, remarkable, especially because uh, the brothers who... I've done really well in the music scene here mm-hmm. and, and abroad. I mean, uh, Ishtar has gotten you know tens of millions of streams through SoundCloud and Spotify and toured all over the country. And Budadar has made some some pretty good waves locally and, and on streaming as well. But both of them have never acted before in any right. sort of professional setting. Uh, Ishtar, his only acting credits were some uh, supporting roles in plays at Mesmer High School. Right. Uh, so it's really wild that, you know, there's I can't even imagine how many actors out there would want to have a role in a big Matthew McConaughey movie. And these guys just kind of it just kind of happened for them. Uh, basically, the story is I have a story at JSOnline.com. Uh, Ishtar, his uh, agent at William Morris Endeavor at the time in late 2016, got word of a casting call for this movie. Ishtar just kind of did a you know a, a little reel, sent it, and uh, Jan Damage, the director, uh, really liked it, liked what he saw, and you know within a week uh, he was invited to go to Los Angeles and uh, audition in person, and he got a really key role in it. Um, it it's Freaky Steve Roussel. Uh, the story is basically about this um, – based on a true story about this teenage hustler in the 80s, uh, you know, uh, Ricky uh, Wersch, who uh, was an FBI informant. And then he was arrested on uh, drug possession charges and dealing charges. And he's still in prison for a, a different crime right now in right. Florida. Um, but it's just kind of a remarkable story about the, you know, the allegedly youngest inf- uh, informer ever for the FBI and then how he ended up doing you know, decades in prison. Um, so Freaky Steve, who Ishtar plays, is kind of his right-hand man. Mm-hmm. So he's like on the movie poster. He's been in some clips. Uh, he's got a pretty sizable role here. And this isn't the first time a Milwaukee rapper has had a sizable role. 2008 Grand Torino rapper Elvis Tao was in that yep, movie as a support. But uh, Elvis had, from my understanding, a much smaller role in that film than Ishtar has in this film. Yeah, Ishtar has a pretty significant role here. I actually interviewed the director, Jan Damage, who... Was really impressed with him. I asked him like, "Why? How did this? How did he get cast? He's never had any right. any acting experience." And Jan was like, "He just really liked him. He said he had this. Uh, I'm quoting here. He had this wonderful quality that was unique. He knows the world, but he's not your typical macho guy. There's a sensitivity to him, but he's also funny, and that was important. And he really praised, uh, you know, his his work ethic. He was a really hard worker." And his brother, uh, Budadar, ended up in the movie, too. That was just kind of a, a crazier story. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming out. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Because Budadar, I don't think, has actually acted at all. He's kind of like the, the, the family clown a little bit. I mean, yes. he's, he's obviously very charismatic if you've seen him on stage. Yes. But the story is that after three weeks of filming um, last summer in Cleveland, 
Budadar went to go visit Ishtar in Cleveland just to hang out with his brother. Mm-hmm. And at a party, he ran into a producer who works with Jan Damage, who really liked his face and liked his attitude and his spirit, and was like, you know, you should audition. We have a we have a speaking role opening up. You should you should just put a little reel together. I mean, that night he took it took him like five minutes to put something together, made a little video. Two days later, he was in the movie. You know, perfect. Also in uh, in White Boy Rick's gang, so you should you know you look out for both of them. Uh, and again, it'll be out in theaters everywhere on Friday. That's right. They did a debut earlier this week. I know Ishtar kind of rented out Mayfair Mall Theater and kind of put together something. And, uh, and yeah. they were at the Toronto Film Festival. That's right. They, they they shared a bunch of photos with Matthew McConaughey and stuff. So they're at the Toronto Film Festival. <laughs> they're going to be in Detroit this week, and then everywhere on Friday, this movie will be out. And uh, it's getting a lot of buzz. This movie. So you know, they're both really interested in. This was not something that they really considered before. They do music. They do fashion. Uh, but now this has opened up some new lanes, new opportunities for them. They want to really make movie careers. And uh, we'll see what, what, where it goes from here. But they're definitely going to be meeting with people. And this may be the beginning of their uh, their filmography. Well, Piet, I, I have to say the story does go deeper online. Your article at jsonline.com. We're going to link in the podcast here and on our website as well. It really gets into more of the story of how these guys got to the big screen. And, of course, this week, a big week for Ishtar and Budadar. Also a big week for some other Milwaukee musicians as we found out who the backline artists are this year. Backline, a program between Generator and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee a new way to give support to the Milwaukee music scene. We're going to talk about that next on Tapped In. Stay tuned. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Backline. We are in full swing now for Radio Milwaukee and Generator's inaugural grant program. Uh, this is something we've talked a little bit about in the segment before, but we really didn't know who we were talking about. It was this idea that some artists will get some support and that there will be public facing workshops for the community and there will be assets that the artists can deal with. But we was all talking in theory. Now we know who the artists are. Yeah, exactly. And to give a little background on Backline, uh, it's a kind of a startup generator program for musicians. Generator is really focusing as, as kind of a startup incubator, essentially. Yes. Uh, working for for businesses in in the community, uh, and but this is the idea of, of doing that, but really with a mu- music focus, focusing mm-hmm. on uh, musicians as businesses essentially. Um, and four were selected to each receive uh, twenty thousand dollar grants uh, through this backline program uh, between Radio Milwaukee and Generator. And the four were Abby Jean, uh, Lex Allen, uh, EDM producer Crystal Knives, and rapper Zed Kenzo. Um, and uh, from my perspective, I wasn't surprised by uh, by them at all because I think they're all four of them are really you know kind of shining stars who are very serious about their careers and very business focused mm-hmm. and business savvy. Um, but they also are extremely talented. Uh, we featured Abby Jean and Lex Allen uh, in the Wisconsin bands to watch in the Journal Sentinel this yep. year. Uh, and Zed Kenzo and Crystal Knives have certainly been making um, some waves too. So I was, uh, you know, of course. Generator operating the program and, and the way that the selection panel kind of went through uh, the, the program flew in um, professionals from different fields of focus. So people from label management, A&R, um, promotions, uh, media, they all were flown in and they met the top finalists in kind of a cold call style interview. Um, 
I was very interested to see like who they ended up picking based upon what do you think has the most potential, right? That was really the question that was asked. Like, what do you think has the highest ceiling of opportunity to move forward? Because again, that's how the the generator model has been about like looking at a business's potential to accelerate them to further. You're doing this much in business. We want to triple those numbers. Um, And uh, I have to say now, after having soaked in this information and kind of seeing what's going on, um, I'm very excited to see what the potential outcomes are of these four. So they've gone through a process now where they were in three phases. Phase one is create, phase two is connect, and phase three is plan. So the create phase has been all about getting in the studio or getting out to make music videos or or recording um, photo assets or whatever things that they needed to create at the time. And they did that in private. So all of that was happening here in local studios and and sometimes not in local studios, but no one knew any different, right? And now that it's public, uh, they're in the connect phase. So ironically, as soon as we've announced that this is who they are, they're already in New York. Yeah. They've flown out to New York for the week. They're taking meetings with everything from PR agencies to record labels to management firms. Um, And after all that is done, then the question of, you know, everyone talks about $20,000. Like, well, the reality is there has to be an executable plan for that $20,000 to be given to them to use. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. They got to, uh, you know, they have the talent, they have the savvy, but they need to use this money to really kind of get that that leg up and, and have it planned out. I know the plan por- uh, portion is, is like a 12-month plan that they're looking yeah. into creating. And the guidance here, I mean, uh, the program is overlooked by Enrique Rodriguez, who we talked about Ishtar in the first segment. Yeah. Enrique was a key player there in Ishtar's success as, as his manager. Uh, but then you've also got kind of the, the judges who have kind of helped along the way. You've got someone who is a manager and AR person at uh, Universal Music. You've got uh, Jim McG- uh, McGuinn, who is the program director for the current radio station, which is a major radio station, AAA mm-hmm. radio station out in Minneapolis. Lucas Keller, who has local ties and as part of the Milk and Honey Artist Management Agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some some key people uh, were really kind of helping with that guidance. Um and so for between that sort of insights and the talent and, and the savvy that they've got and the support that they have, I think it's really um, there's a lot of potential here to see kind of where it goes from here. You know, a lot of people talk about how much talent is in the Milwaukee music scene. I mean, we've talked about that over and over and over again. <laughs> That's like the theme of our podcast. We've, we've been banging the drum so much. <laughs> the drum is basically kind of crashed on itself sometimes. <laughs> we have to get a new drum. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's like, okay, we have a lot of talent. We keep saying that. Sometimes we, it's a preaching the choir sort of deal. Yes. Where do, where do we go from here? So there's obviously lots of things that need to be done in the city. We've talked about uh, the need for all ages venues. That's mm-hmm. really a key thing as well. Uh, and, and certainly in terms of like local programming, it's really diversified as well. We've, yep. we've really praised that and, and, and urged for more of that as well in terms of the local scene. So it's nice to see that there's also this piece here with some actual kind of funding and support yes. and uh, one-on-one guidance from people who really kind of know their stuff, who could really help these uh, these four artists really grow and develop. And, and hopefully it'll help, uh, you know, as the tide rides for them, you know, many ships will kind of rise with them. Right. And the other side of it is these public-facing workshops and, and access to um, resources that are for everyone. And I have to admit, uh, so Friday night was the uh, announcement at the Cactus Club. Saturday morning, we had a workshop here. And I'm getting things ready, and I'm in the coffee shop, and I run into Daniel Holter. We're getting coffee, and we're chatting. And, and if you listen to the podcast, Daniel runs uh, Wire and Vice Studios here in Milwaukee, which mm-hmm. has produced some great records, including the entire new Field Report record was all yep. recorded and written there. Um, and, and he's like, oh, it looks a little thin. And I'm like, I expected it would be. I yeah. thought that the workshop would be a little bit of a fall off. 
But I'm not kidding you. Within 10 minutes of the start time, the room was completely packed. Yeah. There was at least 200 people in this space uh, absorbing the knowledge. We had a songwriter and production workshop. We had Rush Davis and we had Business Boy. And uh, these guys were talking about, I think, subjects that are being completely avoided in the conversation about why are musicians not succeeding. It was personal, mental, and physical wellness. Mm. And that was not the theme of the conversation that we had gone and set out to talk about. But it came up again and again and again. And I thought to myself, you know, Business Boy is up on this stage. I mean, this cat has worked with some of the hottest hip-hop and R&B acts in the nation. Born and raised right here in the north side of Milwaukee. He's talking about his mental health and his emotional struggles that he had to deal with to get over to say, if you're not going to be the best you, people don't want to do business with you. And if this is a business, you need to be on top of that. And I'm like, who is saying these things? No one's having these conversations right yeah. now. And that in itself, I think, to me, is more exciting than, you know, $160,000 worth of grants or anything like that. that like, that's all well and good. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's not impactful. Yeah. But these these baseline kind of reset buttons that are happening, uh, if someone would have told me when I was in, in at 22 – and trying to quote unquote make it as a musician and saying like, hey, man, getting up at 1030 in the morning and, uh, you know, abusing alcohol and drugs is not going to get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Someone just would have sat me down and said that to me at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I would have been in a different place in my life at that yeah. time. Yeah. There's, I mean, we're seeing that kind of nationally. I mean, I, I know with um, Scott Hutchison from Frightened Rabbit, mm-hmm. he um, committed suicide early this year. Frightened Rabbit was supposed to play a festival, and that was replaced with kind of a mental health in the music yes. industry seminar. So you're, you're seeing these conversations kind of around. I think it's really wonderful that through through uh, this backline program that that conversation has come up. And um, that's the thing, too. I mean, obviously, the, the, this grant money supports these four musicians. It, it could have some ripple hook for others. Obviously, the biggest impact will be on the four musicians. Yes. But with the component of, of the backline, with the uh, workshops that anyone can kind of attend to, and and even not necessarily what's accomplished in the workshops, but the conversations it's creating just online and, right. and artists talking later, that all has some sort of effect. Um, there was uh, an op-ed that was written earlier this year about, you know, that was a, you know, a little bit critical. Backline was really kind of focusing more on, like, there's some other things that we need to really focus on, right. like the all-ages venue thing right. as, a, as a community. That started a ton of conversation. That was, I thought, really healthy and really productive, too, because there was so much conversation. And even if there was some criticism there, uh, a lot of people started thinking about things and talking about things and really thinking about how to kind of push the needle forward. And look now. Now the guys from Direct Hit are going to be uh, yep. purchasing the old Vanux metal grill facility, yep. Yep. starting an all-ages venue. Yep. Out in Cudahy. Right, right. I mean, come That's on. Great. You know, That's this great. is exactly what we're talking about. There's been this mentality in this market for a very long time to sit around and complain about what's not happening. But yeah. now these actions of like roll up your sleeves and do some work. I'm very excited. And I, I think we should revisit this this subject maybe like a year from now. Yeah. And just look back on like how much more productive things have been since programs and initiatives have started yeah exactly there's just a lot going on and uh, i'm excited to see what the future holds I, i've always been excited about this music scene and i just feel like it gets in so many ways not just in terms of talent but in terms of just smartness and, mm-hmm. and community it, it just keeps getting stronger 
Well, we think it does, and we want you to get in the conversation as well. So, you know, leave us comments. Send us messages. You can find us at RadioMilwaukee.org and at JS Online, of course. Uh, if you do not subscribe to this podcast, now is your time. This is your call to action because we can put this into your device or listening uh, apparatus of choice. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller, and our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. Again, you can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. Pierre, I'll see you next week for Tap 10. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.